I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. We hustle till the sun come up. Crack of 40 when the sun go down. It's a cold winter. Y'all niggas better bundle up. And I better be the hottest summer. Grab an onion. Yes, the rock is down. You hot now. Listen up. Don't you know cops whole purpose is lock us down. Yo, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we have another very special guest in the house. Um, somebody that gets it in when it comes to the blogging game. Yes, um, she does. We've mentioned her blog on here several times. Uh, say what's up to Miss Music Lover, aka Deidre. Hey, everybody, what's up? And uh, she, you know, I actually listened to you on uh, Brandon's podcast, uh, Where's My 40 Acres, last week. And uh, it's y'all had a uh, ninth wonder on there and rhapsody, yeah. like y'all getting it in. Y'all probably in with the stars, man. Y'all like the y'all <laughs> one step down from Hollywood Larian, man. I mean, I heard about you and you know your star-studded you know guest on your show too, but um, it was that was actually a surprise because it was really supposed to be us um, interviewing rhapsody. Which if y'all haven't checked her out, she is lyrically she's so dope like you know i co-sign any you know music that comes out from her but you know for him just to pop up and i know everybody heard if anybody listened to the uh slander he did to my team you know i think that kind of started everything but he's he's hilarious yeah he's he's absolutely hilarious but it was fun it was fun that was a fun podcast how how do you spell rhapsody's name does she spell it correctly like the word rhapsody or she spell it all rappy and stuff <laughs> she spells it um it's just r-a-p-s-o-d-y okay because i was thinking for her first album she needs to come the name of the album should be rap cd you know what i'm saying r-a-p apostrophe s cd that's actually kind of dope. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was listening to the uh, podcast, I was because she came up with some type of name for a mixtape. I was like, yo, her, her, her shit should just be Rhapsody, and everybody be like, yo, man, you got rap, Rhapsody, Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's actually a good idea, though. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, speaking of good ideas, make sure you look our podcast up on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. That would be your best move. Uh, and you can leave us a comment there. You know what I'm saying? You can download shows. Uh, and we interact with our fans as much as we possibly can. Um, except for that one dude that wanted to come to the house, and I didn't know him. I don't know what that wow. was. That was not cool. Yeah, we don't let strangers here. Yeah, uh, but other than that, <laughs> we try to interact as much as we can. Um, and of course, in case you do try to come to our house unannounced, the official weapon of the podcast is is the taser. And I do believe in calling the cops. And I am a snitch. <laughs> and it's a public announcement. If you bring your ass over here, <laughs> I, so somebody really wanted to just be like, um, let me just come to your house. Yep. And I- Wow. You hit me up on Twitter. know you. Like I said, that, what? That's, that's the thing. We don't mind doing Skype and things like that, but we do know that everybody don't got good sense, and we do know that there are crazy people out there. We love them all, and thank you for listening to our podcast, but you will not be letting our house. <laughs> <laughs> that's, wow. That's really, that's invasion of privacy to the utmost degree. <laughs> it was crazy, too, because um, I interact with a lot of people on Twitter, but it was somebody whose name I don't even know. Like, I couldn't tell you their screen name now. Like it, it was like a one-time request. Like he probably got one tweet all of all, all his uh, timeline. It's just him saying, "Can I come to your house?" No. Damn. 
I was like, nah, man, I think we need to build up a rapport or something yeah, before we get to come to the house level. Yeah. And I know your name first. I yes. know it's known. <laughs> we will meet you at the local Flying Biscuit before we meet you here. And I want to th- I want to say his, <laughs> his name on his screen name was something like Serial Killer something. Oh, no. I was like, oh, or Psycho, Psycho Killer. It was something where I was no, like, you know, that's you. probably not the best name to do a cold car with you know no <laughs> i don't to give your address to I, I don't think that's a good idea yeah I, I wouldn't have thought a lot of myself if i said yesterday um and the unofficial sport of the podcast is the bullet ball the bullet ball extreme yes, sir um so make sure you call the show to 704-557-0186 leave us a voicemail we respond to those too on saturdays we just did our show yesterday about uh with our voicemails and uh talked about you know just show stuff yes with the fans that like to call and stuff and um also you can email the show the black guy who tips at gmail.com yes sir and uh, i think that should take care of all the business part of this and uh oh wait and then visit the blog the black guy tips.com and uh look on the right hand side click on the donate button help us out help us help you um and uh i think that's all the business stuff yeah and thank you guys for donating uh, because we was able to go buy Roderick some somnia juice uh, <laughs> just a little prank, and I believe if he'd had some somnia juice he'd have been a little bit more laid back <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody actually responded like that's the first time I ever heard you mad I was like yeah but I actually still wasn't that mad mm-hmm. uh, it just sound like it did and for Roger, for Roger to get like that, you go, oh, it's time to get a little liquor in you, son. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm a happy. And I'm a sleepy drunk, so you don't want me drinking. Yeah, Karen is a fake out drunk. She'll be like, oh, oh, no. oh, I'm tipsy. I'm ready to have some sex. you like, oh, cool. Wait till we get home. <gasps> no. no, you are not. That's not happening. <laughs> You better get me right then, because if it ain't popping then, it ain't happening. Yeah, I don't need to try anymore. Oh, uh, Karen, is your tolerance really high, or is it really, really low? It sounds like it's really, really low. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's it's like kid level, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, it's very low. It's like... So you uh, pretty much sniff wine and you drunk. What? Yes, ma'am. And one time I messed around and had a glass... And Roger laughed at me. I didn't see. I'm not. I don't really drink, so I didn't know. I didn't know the rules to drinking. There's rules to this. Nobody explained the rules to me. Whenever you drink alcohol, especially alcohol that's heavy, you're supposed to sip. I didn't know yeah. that. I drank my wine like I was drinking great Kool-Aid, and that's taking it to the head. I was sitting there, and ten minutes later, the room was spinning. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, something wrong." Roger was like, "You drank it too fast." I was like, "Oh, this is why I don't drink." <laughs> It passed real quick, but like the main thing with Karen is is just how fast she drinks. It's not that she can't drink. She, I mean, I'm sure she has a low tolerance, but she'll just try to drink something like it's water, and it's like, no, <laughs> you don't drink. You can't drink anything like that. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, now I've got better. <laughs> wow. But that's so funny you fall asleep. But it's so funny how people, when they drink anyway, like when they're up to that tipsy or even just drunk level, like what their, you know, uh, you know, personality is. Like, yeah, you get some that's drunk that they, you know, they fall asleep and then you get some that turn into like a completely different person. Yes, you do. I'm the drunk that will tell all my business. So that's why I try in the business that I don't want nobody to know. I will be telling everybody. So I, I, yeah, that's why I try to make sure to, you know, limit myself to where I'm not to that point where I'm spilling secrets and shit. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really have another drunk personality. I don't get drunk, though, so that's probably why I haven't figured it out. But, I, I mean, when I get real tipsy or something, I'll talk to people that I normally wouldn't talk to. But that's about it. Like, but, you know, that, but I wouldn't consider that too bad because it's them talking to me mostly and me just going, okay, I understand. You know, I, I actually had one friend that told me that it was a white dude and he was like, man, you know, if you ever want to call me the N word, man, I wouldn't even feel bad, man. I, I would, I would respect that. And, you know, one day I hope that we could become close enough friends so you could say I'm your nigga. And I was just looking at him like, yeah, man, I understand that. I oh, Lord. I still didn't call him that. No, I, I wouldn't even. I, and, and the thing is that I've been tipsy. I've never been actually drunk a day of my life. But the thing about it is that one time we had went out to what Chima's, one of the restaurants downtown. And oh my gosh, they had some kind of fruity, what is it? Uh, sangria. Sangrias, whatever them things was. We had the class. I was sitting there, I had about three or four of them. And I'm already a talker. So the talker came out of me. Roger died laughing at me because I got louder than normal. And everything <laughs> was just funny as hell to me. So, yeah, it, it was time to go at that period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah say Green's a sneaker. It's, it sneaks up on you. Yeah, all her inside conversations were coming out. It was like a monologue, but you know where, where like in, a, in a show where you, people are thinking their inner thoughts. Like on, like it happened a lot on Scrubs, where the person's just they're sitting there looking at you. They're not talking, but if you're watching TV, you can hear what they're thinking. Yes, it was like that, except Karen was just saying everything that came to her yes, mind. Yes, that's me. It's like it's like that filter that you know. I just look at you, but I won't say anything to you. I'm just thinking certain things. When I get past that level, where whatever comes in my head, first thing I say to you, that's that's not a good point to place to be. Yeah. Um. No. Alright, man. So, don't, also, don't forget to check out, uh, Deidre's blog. Um, and she actually writes for a site called Zilla Says. And it's spelled like Godzilla. Z-I-L-L-A. And it says, S-A-Y-S, uh, which is a music, uh, website. And, uh, you know, they talk about different genres of music. It's not all just hip hop. So, you know, if you want to go there, look at, uh, I went on there today. They had, uh, J. Cole's, uh, latest mixtape on the front page. And, uh, like they, you know, they, they're definitely, um, reviewing and putting out a lot of music. And then she also has her personal blog, uh, MissMusicLover99.wordpress.com. And that's where she puts a lot of more hip hop, RB, um, influenced uh, links and whatnot, and I went on there today and looked at Rihanna and Drake's uh, video, which apparently Drake is doing videos with the girl that broke his heart. Uh, <laughs> a little odd. And looking and looking quite smitten as well. Like mm-hmm. this is my last chance. I was a little nervous because when he got close in Rihanna's face, and you know Drake got that thing with his right hand when he rapping and be moving around all erratic. I thought she was gonna have a flashback. <laughs> I was just gonna take one of them bottles out of that uh, out of that freezer they were standing by and knock his ass outside the head. Oh, she got them long legs, karate chop him. <laughs> you know, and everybody should know my obsession with Rihanna. So you know, I was looking too. Like um, Drake, you might need to back the fuck up, but you know, <laughs> other than that, I mean, you know, I, by default I like the video, and by default I like the song. But right. yeah, Drake looks absolutely like in love like he it wasn't even playing the part it that's really what he was 
He's and, so good at rapping about women and loving women. Like and bitching. Yeah. yeah. He's like I mean I mean like I give credit where it's due. Uh, like he's one of the like I I said okay I don't like how soft Drake's album is and I stand by that. But me too. Um, I do appreciate how good he is at simping. Like, he has a gift for that shit. It's amazing. It's, it's yeah. like a savant. <laughs> yes, Drake simps. And I mean, it's just, sometimes it's to the point of, you know, Drake, are you really going to cry right now? But it, I call yeah. it Aubrey. I yeah. call him Aubrey. But yeah, it looks like to the point he's going to cry. And like, seriously, like, bawling the tears. We need to get you some Kleenex and, you know, let's talk it out over ice cream. But yeah. he, he, he does. He definitely has a gift of absolutely simping very hard. Especially it could be like the hardest song in the world and this whole coming in simping. Dude, when they finished one verse... Um, uh, I want to say it was the one uh, with Lil Wayne or something, or oh no, it was the one with Jay Z. Uh, Light up, and yeah. Jay Z. Jay Z ends it with like "fuck niggas, fuck bitches too." All I got is this money. This a dude, and and it's like that's the hardest shit to end the verse on. Like it's so yeah. like fuck you, you know. I don't care what you think. And then here comes Drake with. In this life, let's celebrate with the toes. I'm trying to picture this nigga in the studio after Jay Z comes through singing that shit. Like, word, word. But he he kills me. He does. He's a murderer, man. Uh, uh, emotionally. And and while we're talking about, you talking about Jay Cole's mixtape. For those of you was out there, you know, you know, we have. Uh, the haters that like to leak our stuff and take credit, you know, um, <laughs> this music level was on one of our mixtapes and never got released. I'm surprised them niggas didn't get it in the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, we real good. Our mixtape stayed undercover, baby. Yeah, we're not going to get leaked. Kanye. No. We our stuff under wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I, might release, online. I might release the censored version next week so everybody be mad. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how Kanye's um, album got leaked, but Nicki Minaj's has yet to be leaked? I don't think Nicki Minaj has an album. That's what my new conspiracy yeah. theory is. Oh, I think literally. I think she's been lying, and she hasn't even recorded any of her own songs. She just keeps being doing features and getting awards, and then she's like, my album comes soon. <laughs> I don't understand how people don't just think she's whack, man. And I don't mean that... Like, first of all, I don't... We've talked about this before, but... um. I feel like there's a void in the female rap game, but uh, mostly in the mainstream area because the chicks that make it to the top, I don't know that they're the best rappers in the game. They're just like the most marketable. Yeah. Um, but like with her, she's one of the few people where I'm just like, I don't understand anybody that thinks she's good at what she does. Like I can understand saying she's good at marketing herself. She's good at her image you know i can understand if you want to just take it there but putting it on wax i just can't put her music in my car man i tried too it's not even like it's not even coming from a hateful place i really want a woman to be good but i just don't want to be like i'm gonna take any old woman that's getting shine to be like she the best and i like her and then not only that she's very monotone i could not take a whole damn cd of her high-pitched voice that would drive me nuts well i I wouldn't say she's monotone she's got seven personalities yeah she is like she she pretty much needs to be like you know those people that do like the characters for cartoons yeah she'd be great at that she'd be absolutely great at that the thing about nikki is like nikki 
had I see potential and I see certain potential in some of her features like you know I've I've said you know previously like um, Monster yes. when she did her verse she murdered that she oh, absolutely yes. murdered that um which, I think what was the other one all I do is win remix her verse was really good at that one like certain things she's good at but as far as for her singles they've been whack and that's why I said I don't see her album being Oh, you know, a great album because you know, she's if she has a guest, she's probably gonna get overshined, or it's just gonna be just extra, extra corny. Like and as as long as she's on Young Money, she'll never be the most feminine person on the label. So like, exactly. right, right there, she's already hurt with Drake being right in front of her. Uh-huh. Being a woman, yeah, you know, already being a woman, he's yeah. already conquered the emotional anger angles <laughs> of any type of album, heartbreak. You know, sadness about fame. Uh, you know, like being, you know, being in love. Like he's already talked about all this. So how is she gonna be able to come through and outwoman Drake? That's impossible. <laughs> exactly. How do you outwoman Aubrey? Aubrey is like the most feminine ever. How do you outwoman? You know, that's sad. Yeah. Drake, you need you need to do better. And the that's reason terrible. the reason I respect his uh, feminine ability so much more now is because. I tried listening to B.O.B. and Kid Cudi, and I just can't do it, man. I, I like Wale. I want to like Wale, too, man, but yeah. it's it's like they don't even care no more, man. They just, like, what happened to try well, yeah. to do? Like, B.O.B., I, I can I can deal with B.O.B. Cudi, uh, I got to be depressed to hear him. He's not even emotional. Uh, it's a heartbreak. He's on emotional, like, suicidal. Yeah, and his sadness... Like, his his sadness doesn't match the shit that he's rapping about in his songs. Like, I was expecting him to be like, man, my whole family got murdered. Or, <laughs> this is, you know, this is why I'm such a sad person. But it's like, yeah, I used to be on prescription medication. Uh, okay. <laughs> so is everybody no, else. Well, yeah, this does not give you the right to make a good, uh, make an album. Like, this no. I need you to have, like, some serious, even Kanye had, like, his grandmama died, his mama died, like, yeah. I understand why he's soft, but damn, dog, you can't just show up and be soft with no backstory to it. He's, he's just upset because his pants are too tight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, let's do some uh, enough about these niggas. Let's do some random thoughts. Cool. Um. All right, man, there needs to be a snooze button standardization committee. Because, uh, and maybe it's just me that feels this way, or maybe you guys know and I just don't know. It isn't me. It's like every fucking alarm clock got a different snooze time. They do. <laughs> so, so, it depends on their clock. I re- you know, I'm a sleeper, so I know this. Yeah, this is Karen's field of expertise. Uh, alarm <laughs> clocks, depend on how your alarm clock is set, they go off every five, seven to nine minutes. Right, there's no, what, there should be one time of the most important things that are existing in your life. Your alarm clock is one of those fucking things because it determines when you get to work on time, yeah. dates, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And it's, and it's funny, in the morning time, it's like, we have a clock going off at all periods of time. You know, his go off, then a minute too later, mine go off, then a minute too later, a cell phone go off, then a minute too later, another <laughs> cell phone go off. You're like, damn, why can't all these clocks be in unison? Yeah, I, there needs to be some t- sort of committee that says, listen, every alarm clock is going to have a seven-minute snooze. Adjust yeah. accordingly. Because I don't want to be late to work because I was like, oh, shit, I thought this had a five-minute snooze and it was a nine-minute snooze. Yeah. <laughs> I, a difference. I know because I look at the clock. 
hard when they be going. I'm like, damn, I got seven minutes on this. Uh huh, you be counting. Yeah. Yeah, the worst is when you can't even go back to sleep. Yeah. So you be like, I got seven minutes. Woo. And you hit the snooze button and you just keep waking up like, oh, five minutes. Uh huh. <laughs> no, why did I look? Oh, no, four minutes. And you be like, man, I might as well just get up. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, alright, man. So, at my job, man, they're really strict on time. And, uh, one of our bosses is like, the the pit boss in a casino that just walks around looking at everything it's fucking oh, terrible and I mean yeah. I don't I don't think that's all he does all day but that's if he happens to see you while he's doing something he can't just let it go yeah so do his um, work yeah right so the other day I was in the break room warming up my popcorn mm-hmm. and he walked in and while I was warming up my popcorn I was looking at my cell phone. And uh, he walked in, and he's like, hey, uh, actually, he walked by the door of the break room, mm-hmm. and he's, I guess he saw me out of his peripheral or whatever, looking at my phone, and so he comes back, and he's like, so what you, what's going on in here? And I'm wow. like, I'm like, I'm popping my popcorn like I do every fucking day, man. I pop popcorn at the same time every day. It's never been an issue in the past, right? So I'm thinking, like, what does this mean? Now I can't pop popcorn, or, you know, the two minutes I was in here, is this going to be an issue? And uh, he's just like, oh, okay, all right, well, carry on. And he walks off, and I'm like, okay, so I guess that didn't mean anything, but still, you know. Weird. Yeah, very weird, right? Uh, Like, what did he think I was going to say? I'm just sitting here fucking around on my phone, you know. (laughs) Just downloading some porn. Yeah. Would you like to see? It's hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to download. With Coverage is terrible. And then some people, they, you know, they have when they have those higher ranks and they really don't have anything to do. Like they just want to make it seem like they're just that important that they have to just, you know, mess with you, especially right. early in the morning. So, so the other day I go in there and it's like at lunchtime everyone has to take lunch at about the same time right yeah um so at lunchtime there's this real big pile up right at noon around the microwave that's right and it can really fuck people up some people don't even microwave their food till there's 10 minutes left on their lunch break yeah so they have to scarf it down and then like rush back to the desk or whatever i'm like fuck that i'm just i just don't want to work like that so I went in at like 11.45 or something and microwaved my sandwich for like 45 seconds. But that 45 seconds was the most tense 45 seconds of my day. Like I was sitting up there wondering if he was going to walk by, somebody was going to say something. Somebody walked in and then they uh they left while I was still microwaving my sandwich. I was like, are they going to snitch on me? You know, like, like what's the deal with that shit, man? I, I, like I, I was sure she was going to turn me in, man. I felt like a... a a slave that got caught reading a book, you know? <laughs> like, you know you ain't supposed to be able to do that. What are you doing? Are you writing too? Yes. yes. You guys have the ones where uh, it's people that'll eat your food? No. At my job, girl, yes, it'll make you want to flip on somebody. Right? Oh, man. I know. Like, at my, at, at, at the other... And my job, we have like these double refrigerators. And the thing about it though, the people that do it, I really think they do it. The people that stay there late at night, like the mm-hmm. people that stay like to six or seven, cause we can work different shifts at our job. You work, you know, 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever hours you want. And the thing about it though, man, it's been a minute day. Somebody that came in, opened up that, fi- excuse me, opened up that refrigerator. And next thing you know, all you hear is somebody going off in the kitchen. I said, oh snap, somebody, <laughs> somebody else's lunch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm tired. I'm half a, you know, take a bite. Wow. You be like, okay. But see, the way we are, we're on another floor from human resources. 
So the human resources and the suits, they don't see what we're doing up there. So that's why people up there showing out. But it make it makes you upset. And on top of that, they still they don't steal the homemade stuff. They always go for the name brand stuff. The stuff I'm like in the pretty box. Eat something I made at the house. Don't eat none of my good stuff. Oh no, they'll eat my job, they'll eat the stuff that you know that you made. It could be in a rubber made container with your name on it in bright bold letters and they will still try to eat it. But my thing is like, why would you even risk that? You know, you got nasty people. They don't wash no hands when they cook. You know, they could be, a lot of people put their medicine, you know, their crush medicine up inside their food. Yes. So why would you even risk that? Just the thing is, too, like, if you do steal somebody's, like, uh, lean cuisine or something, like, do you know how long you got to be in the kitchen to figure, like, you got to cook it halfway on 50% with the corner off, <laughs> then you got to stir it, then you got to put it back in on high for one minute, and flip it over again, on some Magnum P.I. cooking, like, yeah, <laughs> I just don't see how anybody can, you know, can do that, I mean, people, especially because people struggle, you know, I would be so pissed. Luckily, it hasn't happened to me, but I'd be so pissed if I brought my food in, in the freezer. You know, you think about that thing all morning, like, oh, I'm about to kill this lunch. You come in, and your shit is gone. Well, they have, you smell uh, it, and then you smell it in the air, like, you know, somebody <laughs> already cooked it already. I'd fight somebody. They have this uh, stuff um, that you, I don't know how it would work if it was eaten, but... I know they had this stuff called like thief powder or something you can buy on eBay. <laughs> and um, what happens wow. is when it touches people's skin, it turns purple, <gasps> and, it's, and it stays for a while. So they can't wash it off. And the wetter it gets, the more it turns purple. Oh. So I would just put that shit in like a brown paper bag uh, from like say Jersey Mike's or something. And had them and when, had yeah. run to the doctor and crap, and if they don't broke out, and no, because I'm gonna find them. I'm going to go in there and be like, so who's been going to people's lunches? Oh, okay, I see who it is now. Show your hands. Everybody show your hands. (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, then I thought my job was the other way. And you talk about slaves, man. Sometimes you you really feel like a slave because sometimes I got up to go do something. And not my boss, but another boss from another department. I crossed her two times, but... Every time I get up, I'm always on a mission. They're like, you walk fast. I'm like, yeah, because y'all niggas snitch. I always have my back ends at my desk. Always. So she was like, well, this is the second time I've seen you today. I looked at her and I was like, okay. And I kept pushing. I was like, well, damn, bitch. Am I supposed to be glued to my desk all day long? <laughs> not go pee, not go do nothing. So yeah, I feel like- about that slave mentality. That's enough to make somebody just stand up one day and just snap. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, too, because, like, at my job, People wonder why I don't talk to anybody. And that's why I don't is because at the end of the day, they want to treat you like, oh, no, it's cool. You can can associate and you can be friends and all that stuff here. But when it comes down to it, they actually are going to reprimand you for that shit. So the same people that they're encouraging to come by your desk when it's your birthday and talk to you about the balloons they put on your desk. They're going to reprimand those people if they do that any other day of the year. So, like, why are we pretending to be friends? I don't like y'all. Y'all don't like me. So, let's just get to work. Yeah, and I I got the real big DJ headphones. I'm talking about, like, the super big. I'm at the stand-up tape with the mixtape, scratching with the the, uh, vinyl LPs headphones. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, that's your clue that you need to keep pushing. Yeah. All right, man. So... Deidre is a single woman. You you are single, right, Deidre? Yes, I am single. <laughs> All right. 
All my women is independent. Throw your hands up at me. <laughs> um, so I, I, I have another friend who's also single, and she's like the only person I talk to at work. And we mostly talk through IM because I don't want motherfuckers watching me walk around talking. So, um, she's talking about this guy that she liked, okay? Mm-hmm. And she met him in, I guess, like uh, Atlanta or something. And uh, I guess she got them digits, and they were texting back and forth. And um, it was kind of it was kind of weird because she said she didn't want to be too eager. So she would only talk to him if he called her or texted her. So if, you know, like she would hit him back every time, but she never really initiated anything. So, um, what I was going to say is from a guy's perspective, the tennis wall technique is what I call it. The tennis wall technique. Why do women do that if, if they're interested in a dude? Because if they're, she says like if she's not interested in a dude, then she'll hit the dude up, whatever. She didn't give a fuck, you know, like, hey, let's go hang out. Because it's not a big deal to her, but if she is interested, she only waits for them to show. Really? Yeah. And I, mean, I, I don't know um, if she practice that or not. You know. I if I don't, that's just a waste of time. If I if I'm not feeling you, I'm not going to pretend to be like, oh, you know what's going on. Like, why even why even go through all that length? If I like the guy and you know, and I'm thinking about like, oh, let me say hi. I have no problem. You know, texting or calling and saying good morning, you know, or, hey, you know, how you doing? Like, that does not bother me. I don't have to wait for the guy to, you know, hit me up. Now, if it, if it comes to be where it seems like it's a pattern where it seems like he's waiting on me to always, like, initiate, you know, something, right. then I'll fall back some. Right, because that's a sign that, hey, he's not interested, right? Exactly. And it's, not, it's weird to me because on the one hand, she would understand if the dude never hit her back like well he's probably not interested in me but she doesn't see how she's giving out the same signal if the only time that that she does talk to the dude is if he hits her up like i when i was uh younger um i there was this girl that liked me or whatever and we uh you know we hung out or whatever in uh at school and uh i got her number and i called her and the same thing like anytime i called her she called me back or we would talk you know she never like avoided me but at the same time whenever uh she never called me either you know so it's just like one of those weird like i noticed that over time like wait a minute she's never picking up the phone to call me so uh and even if uh it was like uh well i I can't talk until later it was like call me back at such and such time not i'll call you back so yeah. it was like really weird where I was like, I don't know, they, you know, they only call it collect over there or something, you know, the phone turned off. <laughs> no, I, also, we've kind of talked about this before. Also, it's kind of <clears throat> just a lot of uh, people kind of instill in girls is that you don't be the aggressor. Right. I mean, it it, it kind of rolls back to that. They have laid out women are not to be aggressive. Right. Like, you look at as a whole if you are aggressive, even if that's not your intentions. Right. You know what exactly. I'm saying? People don't want to admit that. But so she's like, hey, you know, if you don't call me, obviously you're not interested in me. Yeah. Well, exactly. like what's weird to me is like even in this case, I'm not even saying you got to call him and be like, let's go on a date or call him and I just booty call him or throw the pussy at him. I'm saying just call him like, hey, what's going on? Hadn't talked in a while. And like that yeah. isn't isn't asking her to do a lot. No, it's not. And it's really not a big thing. But I think it also may be a generational thing because you'd be amazed at how many people really look at women who actually just are the one that's just 
reaching out first as something that's always bad, but it's mm. not always a bad thing. Well, see, I haven't met these guys, and I like maybe women think that to each other, but I don't know any dude that's like, man, this girl called me and wanted to talk to me. She a hoe. Like, like, or, like a lot of them think it's, it's for a girl. For a girl to do that, it's like being desperate. And you know, right. that's yeah. fun. And you know, as far as for women and women's feelings and how they're perceived, like, that's probably the one thing you do not want to have. It's you know, someone, desperate. yeah, thought about you. It's like, oh, she acts so desperate or she's a bug. Like I say, a bugaboo. Cause it's sometimes, I'm not even gonna, you know, lie. Like, you know, sometimes I'll feel like I'm a bugaboo and I'll be like, well, you know, let me know if I'm just being, you know, like the good mornings or whatever too much. And then, you know, the guy who just say like, oh no, you know, you're fine. Like, I'd rather get that little reassurance, but I can see why, you know, on the flip side, especially with her, mm. you know, her thinking that, you know, her initiating everything, it may seem like she's desperate, like she's just trying to, you know, trying yeah. to marry a nigga, but it's see, not I, like, like that. I just think it goes too far off the deep end one way or the other. Like, I'm not saying she needs to call the nigga like every couple hours or something or even every day, but just like, you never call him back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, you like yeah. you only call him back. Like, you only hit him when he hits you up. Yeah. That to me says you not interested. I would like, yeah. It. And so, long story short, what happened is she went back down to you know to his city, and he had a, a party or something. She had a party going on down there, and dude had a girlfriend now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think oh, that was because. Okay. She, she, he never hit her up. He never, like, he just stopped talking to her out the blue because I think he was like, she don't really like me. Every time I call her, she hits yep. back, and then that's it. Uh, we don't. There's no other shit going on no. between them. And especially if he from Atlanta, where like the pickings of women are like bananas, you uh-huh. know. For the fact of, you know, where in Atlanta, a dude pretty much can just be a man and not like penis. And he's, <laughs> he's an eligible bachelor. He don't have to have a job, but he's an eligible bachelor. Well, he is a white dude, though, so I don't know if that changes anything. Because I know it's uh-huh. like the black the black Facebook or some shit down there. It's like, <laughs> like Black Planet's still going on, but in person. Atlanta is Atlanta's the black Hollywood is what I call it. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't think it even matters to the point of, you know, even with the race right now. Yeah. Just a good man. So, yeah, she was just kind of silly. She should have just, I mean, you a grown woman, you know, if you like them, it will hurt just to say, oh, hi, good morning, you know, yeah. how's the day? Calling it up once in a while is all I'm saying. I'm not, yeah. I'm not advocating any type of desperation or any type of throw the pussy at them type stuff. Call a nigga up if you like yeah. him is all I'm saying. I'm not exactly. trying to... Every now and then, I feel you on that one. Um, Alright, man. Um, The other thing is, this has happened to me before where a girl told me she liked me, but it was too late. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, she liked me all this time, but because she played the tennis wall game, I, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Dudes are not fucking psychic. We... Uh, if anything, we we are less likely to pick up a hint than a woman. Like we really we do not know shit about picking up a hint. You got like you had to get some game about you, be around women, um, you know, get to know their ways before yeah. you start realizing, oh, okay, this is the wavelength that they communicate on. And by the time a dude really has done that, he probably has a woman. Which is yeah. why like by the time a dude understands what a hint is really, he's it's because he's been in a relationship. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, so that's what she was trying to get at. So I've had somebody tell me, like, oh, you know, I liked you so much. 
that I would have gave you the pussy and everything. I just, <laughs> oh, I just used to fantasize about sucking That's those. so funny. And it's just like, you're like, oh, for real? It's like, yep, but now you got a girlfriend. So, you know, anyway. Me, I am, I am, like me with games and hints, I'm horrible at it. I am absolutely horrible. So, you know, I've dudes have done it to me and I'd be like I don't know what you know I'm like oh that I'm supposed to know what that means so I'm pretty much up front with a lot I'm, I'm up front with a lot of things because you know that hits back and forth I don't get it so I don't want anybody to do it to me so therefore I wouldn't do it to anybody else yeah, I think so, I would be a horrible single person because of that because I don't really do uh, I don't play uh, games and I don't know I how don't so yeah. I, would just, I would either get played all the time or I would just always be alone because I would just put my feelings out there and it's so bad yeah and y'all for like the single game right now is is crazy so yeah it's to the point now it's like I, I'll tell you I like you I have no problem telling you that I have no problem telling you how I feel mm-hmm. but you know and this is just girls and guys I'm not just you know putting right. the blame on dudes just it's so many people that got up front and you know yeah. try to be more than what they are and you know it, it just messes everything up. So, you know, you, like, for example, you know, I'll talk to somebody and you think everything's good. Then you come to find out, like, oh, you know, they got a girlfriend on the side and they didn't tell you. Or, you know, they got situations that they haven't dealt with, you yeah. know, with other people. Now, that's the one that kills me. They have situations, you know, with other people that they haven't dealt with. So, you know, the more along you get into, you know, getting to know that person, you know, oh, you know, these bitches popping up. And it's like, okay, right. where did they come from? It's like, oh, you got unfinished business. Yeah, it's like my man Wayno 119 on Twitter uh, said uh, said yesterday, he said, uh, you know, uh, it's shot at, he's like, just because a nigga says he don't have no kids on um, Facebook status, he think uh, it doesn't mean that he doesn't have any drama or something like that. And I said, it also don't mean he doesn't have any kids. You can't trust yeah. motherfuckers <laughs> these days because of a status uh-huh. update. Um, yeah, that's right. And I seriously, me, I'm like Roger. I would be terrible. Wouldn't nobody want to date me because I'd be like, look, can I have all your identification? Can I check you online? Have you ever been arrested? What has your credit been like? Can I see your STD background check? Right. Like, I mean, for real, are you gay? Are you bi? Are you, are you, are you trisexual? What have you done in your past? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm serious, because you don't know what people are into. You yeah. know, I would really like, I have to be like my mama, who is your people? Right. You know, yeah. because I'm the type of person, you know, I love and I love hard and I don't uh-huh. want to go into a relationship with you lying to me. So, and every, and most people don't show you the truth up front. And that's sad, but they don't anymore. Plus, so. I mean, honestly, with the whole tennis wall thing, uh, if you're not responding to somebody unless they talk to you, doesn't that just lead to that demographic of people that are just crazy because like crazy people and stalker dudes like that's the kind of shit they thrive off of like nah man she say she like she say she don't like me but she like me like you yeah. know like, she don't you, ever call but you know she won't you throwing out mixed signals already so you know <laughs> and then you wonder why you know when the confusion comes up later it's like well shit look how it started you yeah. started off crazy you it's know crazy, I, if, if that's one thing i will say if you I, I, I'm not a fan of crazy people, but if you find yourself <laughs> only dating crazy people, you gotta look at yourself. You like crazy. You might be yeah, in you project look crazy. Exactly. Um, Alright, man. So, you know, we've been trying to get donations for the podcast and stuff, and uh, expenses are going up. Um, what if we, instead of targeting a whole demographic of 
regular people like us? What if we made our podcast only attractive to rich people? <laughs> like, if we just changed the name of the podcast to, like, the Bill Gates cast or the Mark Cuban cast and <laughs> we just did nothing but come on and beg Mark Cuban for money. <laughs> you think that would work? I mean, I'm seriously thinking, like, if we picked one celebrity or something to bankroll us, it's just like, hey, man, this is the Dwight Howard podcast. Uh, <laughs> just talk about Jesus and uh, saving people. Just please. And Dwight all my Howard. baby mamas. Yeah. If you hear this, please Google us, search for Dwight Howard, and call him and tell him that we love him and we need some money. Like, I wonder how, if we could get famous enough. To we will get that. famous enough when we get snacked with that lawsuit. Every time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It'd be like one download in Orlando. That would be our whole podcast. <laughs> Nobody else would want to hear that shit. Um, <laughs> Alright, man, so I was thinking um, the other day, like, me and Karen went to the alcohol store to buy some alcohol, some Malibu Yow, and um, she was, uh, this dude carded us, and look, I'm 32, I, I, I feel like I look at least over 21. I don't. I appreciate the compliment and everything, but I look like I'm, I'm pretty sure this dude, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this dude carded him because my fear of racism because this was a nice ABC in the white part of town, yes. and it was brand new. Brand new. And I'm pretty sure he fought, he carded me because I was more nervous about being racially profiled, and I totally forgot about the whole age profile thing. And he probably sensed that nervousness and was like, "I need to check these niggas' ID. Maybe this girl with <laughs> underage." Yeah, I'm serious, man. And because we've been the other ones, and they only check your ID. Like, boop, boop. All right, have a good day. Like they might ask for his, but they never ask for mine. Nah, they never even ask for mine. This is the first dude that oh, has ID to buy. I'm yeah, all in a while. And he looked like he was like an ex cop too. So no wonder why he was checking. Yeah, and then like I tried to show him my ID through the wallet. You know, you got that. The you know how the, the wallet. Yes, yeah, it's, it's designed like that. Uh-huh. For this situation. He's like, no, take it out. Yeah, he was. <laughs> then he put on his glasses and inspected the shit all hard. I was like, come on, dog. Uh-uh. Oh, man. And anyway, so, um, what I was thinking, though, is what if I started selling licenses, fake licenses, to make women look younger? Has anybody thought of this? Like, you'd make a killing. I can make so much money. Like, For white women, you would make a killing. Right. You don't even have to make them, like... Underage for drinking, you just say like, "Hey, you're 35. Why don't we dial that back to like 25? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll sell you the license. Yeah. You know, you get carded. You know, you go, oh man, 25. That would you would make a killing because like with me, I'm 28, and you know, I get honestly like I get carded a lot. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I don't look like I'm 17, but still, still, I guess I'm on the fence. Of, I don't know yet. Let me just card and make sure. Yeah. I mean, I like when they card me. You know, I kind of feel a little offended when they don't call me, but for somebody who, you know, especially with these girls now that look my age and they look like they pushing 60, oh yeah, they would be, they would bite in the heartbeat. Yeah, they would love it. Like, the only problem is they probably wouldn't get to use it a lot, because like, what situation do you pull your license out and then try to convince somebody that you're younger? You know, like, no, I really am 25. You don't believe me, I'll get my license. <laughs> it's like it's too late. I'm already calling you ugly and old. <laughs> um, so speaking of ugly and old, uh, I was thinking. I was thinking this the other day, man. Why does God only tell homeless people when the world's gonna end? 
Like, he couldn't tell that to somebody a little more reputable. Like, if the president came out and was like, hey, hey, God told me that this shit is coming to an end in 2012. Like, I would be more likely to believe Barack Obama or some other upstanding person rather than, like, why tell the one dude that nobody's going to believe? And why, and why would God only tell him that? Yeah. Why wouldn't God tell him? Well, you know, if you go around the corner and you put in this application, you can get this job. <laughs> you know, why? I would think God would, you know, be be more inclined to tell him that than you tell him the world go ahead. Yeah, that's just telling me like, okay, well, I'm still gonna be homeless then. Yeah, somebody lost fifteen hundred dollars today. Here's where it is. You can find exactly. it and you can get yourself an apartment. No, no, I'm just telling you when the world ends. Ah, good luck. I'm still homeless. Yeah. yeah, you're still gonna be homeless. <laughs> yeah, you're depressed and, and homeless. Let me but, just but make your life even worse. If the world's gonna home, if what? I said if the world's gonna end. He's not gonna need a home. I just want to find all the homeless people that was like the, the the end is near and just find all the pictures ever that they've ever done. Track down those homeless people and be like, so what do you think now? It's been, <laughs> been forty years. It looked like you was a little off. Did you forget to carry the one or what happened on that? Um, oh, and it looks like you're still homeless. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> you never got your shit together, huh? I guess yeah. you thought the end was coming, so you didn't get your shit together. That's what it is. <laughs> like, oh, I could go get a job, but come on, why? Really? I mean, come on. The world's about to end. <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking for shit, but the world's gonna end. Can I just get a 40 until tomorrow? <laughs> um, you know how, like, they have diet, everything now, liked everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, what would I not believe if they said light? Like, when I see light ice cream, I already am like, you know, giving it the side eye. Like, word, you found a way to make delicious ice cream, 160 calories. I don't know if I believe that shit. I know. Is that made out of real sugar? Like, I have to try it first before I can decide that that's real. Yes. But what if, like, I came out with a brand of bacon that was like light bacon? No. Well, yeah, they got low sodium bacon, but yeah, as far as for like a light bacon, they'd probably be like, oh man, that's probably turkey bacon. <laughs> I'll say diet bacon. Is, <laughs> How about diet alcohol? Because you know alcohol has a lot of calories in it. Yeah, they, they've some, tried some that. Some diet Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> Hennessy 64. <laughs> 64 calories. Um, you get a shot of that, that won't last long. So, last week we were talking to uh, Patrice, and we were talking about how we, uh, you know, had, I got Karen to steal some toothpicks, <laughs> and I turned Karen into a smooth criminal now, man. <laughs> okay. We uh, went to Best Buy, because we got, we have this uh, reward zone membership, mm-hmm. where we get, like, free, um, you know, you're not free. You spend money and then they give you a gift certificate, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you print it out, you bring it in, they scan it, and then you can buy some shit. Mm-hmm. So we went to one Best Buy with our $25 certificate, um, and the dude, like, couldn't ring it up somehow. Yeah, they was having a problem all day long. So he had to manually put some shit in the system that, you know, didn't really compute, and then, you know, took the money off of our stuff. I think he took, like... Instead of twenty five dollars, it took like twelve dollars off of everything or something something weird. Like it wasn't real. So I went home, looked on my cause I got another certificate. Mm-hmm. I went home and I looked at it and I was like, oh shit. Both of these certificates are still valid. So I printed them out again. 
<laughs> and then we went to another Best Buy off in the cut, you know, not even in Charlotte. Like we we smooth with our criminal mastermind plan. Yeah, you, you don't got, you got to travel. Yeah, you don't just go to the That's stupid. No, you don't go up the street around the corner and rob the same store twice and wonder why you got caught. Exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> Um, that was the problem with dead presidents. That's how I knew they was gonna get caught. I was like, oh man, you can't trust people on heroin, and you can never keep robbing the same area of banks. No. But um, so we go to another Best Buy, and I gave Karen the certificates, and she got everything rang up, and she wasn't even nervous or nothing. I think I turned her into a smooth criminal. <laughs> got a mastermind over here. Then today. We was running one of our gift cards at the store, and I wasn't sure if the dude actually ran the gift card right or not, because cause the, the thing was so janky at our local grocery store. That janky? It was, it was janky, man. Like, and, it, and the dude the dude was, like, so nonchalant about the shit, because I was like, hey, man, this thing didn't accept my card. And uh, I know there's money on this card. And he's like, what kind of card is it? And I was like, it's a gift card. And I was explaining it to him. And he looked like he could give a fuck. And I was like, he was like, well, run it again, man. And uh, this time, run it as credit. I said, I did, man. I, uh, you know, it asked me for a PIN number anyway. He's like, well, just try it again. And he hit some buttons. And it, it didn't go through again. Then he hit another button. And it said, approve. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if he accidentally approved that shit without taking our money or what. But whatever. Let's get the fuck out of here. And um, we got out. And Karen was like. You need to check the balance on that card because if it's still on there, we gonna spend it again. <laughs> I said, she, that's right, girl. <laughs> she is a stone cold thief. No, he's not. I don't blame you. But I was down. Don't, <laughs> don't get confused. Um, so at my job, man, uh, we have to leave notes on certain things that we do so that if somebody else needs to do it when you're not there, they can go by your notes and see like, oh, okay, this is what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I decided, fuck that. I'm leaving notes only I can understand. People do that. Do do that. If they don't want yeah, to take one, that'd be the most confusing shit you could ever read. Yeah, I'll be like, the hey, remember that girl who threw your love note away in the seventh grade? What was the room number that she threw that note away by? That's the difference in this invoice. <laughs> Everybody, you know, the next person they get it, they'll never know that shit. They have to do all the work from scratch. Because I say, fuck them. <laughs> Ty, you ain't replacing me. I'm tired of this shit. I don't want to live with my head hanging down because I'm worried if my job is going to replace me or not. Now I'm irreplaceable. Because no. only you know how to do it. That's how. Yeah, my job was like that too. We have to have, you know, policies and procedures just in an event of you're out on vacation, quote unquote, and something happens and they need some type of sort of reference that they can go by that. And I don't be writing that shit. No. Because you know, it's just like that. Like, yeah, if I'm going to get fired, I want y'all to struggle. Yeah. I'm figuring this shit out. I'm not giving y'all the easy way out. <laughs> I had to do it the hard way. Where was the person that was supposed to do Exactly. Where's my where's my um policies and procedures when I had to do it? I don't see nothing. I'm Guess what? Ahead. I'm I'm you know, pre- I'm the, the tradition, I'm gonna keep letting it go. I'm not writing shit. I'm turning my job into the Da Vinci code. <laughs> <laughs> now go into the break room and turn around and look on top of the refrigerator. What does that mean? Um alright man. <laughs> Whenever somebody tells me they don't have social media accounts, like they're like, I don't have Twitter, Facebook, or MySpace. Am I the only one that assumes that that person is cheating on their wife or husband? <laughs> like, I assume that shit every fucking time. Like, 
you like i've had people tell me like man if i had that kind of thing man i don't even know if i could control myself like <laughs> nigga then what are you doing because in real life it is not that hard to get pussy it is really not like if your main temptation is you can't even register an account because you're gonna fuck something then what are you even doing at this basketball gym like there's it's always <laughs> pussy around it's not that like I don't even trust you. I don't know your wife, and I feel bad for her. Like I don't trust you. Uh, he has no know. friends. If any person says that, like, oh, you know, this is my temptation of me getting a freaking Facebook account. Okay, yeah, you, you know, you're a lame. That means nobody will yeah. accept you as a friend. We have crossed the line from. It used to be like, oh, you on MySpace, huh? Man, what a loser, internet nerd. To yeah. oh, you not on Facebook? Mm-mm. I don't trust you. <laughs> what are you hiding? You got warrants or some shit? Like, what are you? Are you registered as a sex offender? You don't know, want people right? with the government? Like, I don't trust you anymore. Especially at our age. Like, you know, like my mother and them, they don't have a Facebook account. You right. know, that's because they're not going to. That's just them. Right. But yeah. for our age, for them not to at least have, I would say at least have a Facebook. Yeah. Not even a MySpace, not even a Twitter, but at least a Facebook account. Then, yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, and now, like I said, more than once I've had dudes tell me I can't, I can't handle the temptation. Like what? The temptation of what? What's, e- what's easier exactly. than confirm or deny this friend request? Deny. Yeah. It's a lot easier than when somebody actually walks up to you and throws some pussy at you because then it's in your face. Like on the internet, it's just like, oh man, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the pictures ain't real. If you're that gullible, something's terrible wrong with I'm you. I'm just saying, I assume you're cheating if you don't have shit now. If you haven't, I mean, you might be cheating anyway. I'm not saying that makes you impervious to accusations. But if you specifically tell me you are, you can't have it because it's like crack, nigga, you already cheating because cheating ain't that fucking hard. It's, no. Anyway. You just um, cheat more. Right. I found <laughs> I found out one of my friends, is, yeah, he just don't want something on the record. That's right. Like, that's you can hit my password, and it's all over. Um, I found out one of my friends is Polish. Mm-hmm. And during, it was at wing night, and I, this never happens to me, by the way, but I overloaded with jokes so mad, so bad, I could not get a joke out. Like, I just kept laughing before I said anything to him. Like, I, I, was, I had all these jokes in my head about, like, you know, how many people did it take to make you or something like that. Or, <laughs> like, just all these Polak jokes. Because Polaks just seem like a safe type of joke. I don't know why. I don't know why it's safe to joke about Polish people. Because, I mean, to be honest, if they start busting nigga jokes at wing night, that is my last wing night. <laughs> you know? Like, but I don't know why, but everybody gets in on the Polish jokes, man. And I... I just, I couldn't do it because I couldn't think of anything funny because all Polish jokes are bad by nature anyway. They're all very simple, terrible jokes. How many Polish people does it take to do blank? And it's way more than it should. It's, that's the answer. Every time, it's more than you think. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, plus they had that, I got in trouble on the podcast a while back or on Twitter because they had that Polish plane that, that, that crashed. And like 150 people died and like half of the Polish uh, government was on the plane. Which, yeah, I didn't understand that either. Yeah, and I said something about how many Polish people did it take to crash a plane. Oh, 151 or how many people died. 
did not go over well. I can see why. <laughs> it was too soon. I, it was sad too because I had that like um, disease of like trying to be funny where you want to be the first one to say something, but I also knew it was in poor taste. So I was fighting myself like, don't type that. That is ridiculous. But somebody else is going to say it first and everybody's going to think it's funny. Oh, I better say it. No, don't say it. And I just said it said anyway. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. Um, so my last random thought, um, how come people don't call peeing unhydrated? Cause really that's all you're doing is getting the water out of your system. So when you take a piss, you can just be like, let me, you know, if you want a civilized way to say, like, oh, I need to unhydrate real quick. A urinate? The urinate sounds kind of nasty to me. Urine? I don't, I don't never heard a sentence that had urine in it that, that I like the outcome of. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, it's my urine is on fire or my urine is bleeding somewhere like that. Yeah. Or, uh, gee, or uh, he urinated on her or. Yeah, my urine is yeah. not. My urine is orange. Yeah, them issues. But dehydrate or unhydrate seems more. Not the pee in on Civilized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he. Oh, uh, yeah. R. Kelly. Uh, yeah, that's what I started laughing. <laughs> he, he unhydrated on somebody. You know, he unhydrated on that girl. So I think I'm using unhydrate from now on whenever I gotta use the bathroom. Now you may be thinking of the fire hydrants outside. Uh, well that's your fault. I don't know what to tell you about that. Alright man, we saw some movies this week. Yes we did. We saw Mega Mind 3D. Yes. Which was actually really good. Really? Mm -hmm. You know, the thing about these uh, cartoon movies, I don't really see any way to not like them. They're all just cute. They're kind of the same movie, yes. you know, over and over with the, you know, the, the animation and the cute voices and the, the wacky characters, but they're not offensive to me and they're also not edgy. So, like, I've never walked out of one and said it's terrible, but I've also never walked out of one that felt it was great. No, I just mm-hmm. it was great. It was good. Like, Toy Story 3, which a lot of people liked this summer, and some people were even saying, like, it should win an Oscar and shit. Eh, eh, in middle, it was middle of the road. Every... I might stop seeing cartoon movies. Well, okay. I won't stop seeing them because Karen's going to want to see them. Yes. But I, I know I definitely will never think more than like a five or a six for a, comedy, a cartoon movie. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like, it just, they just don't try. It's yeah, so formulaic. Uh, 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 unless they come out and just, it's to me, this is my personal opinion, it's going to take somebody just going no hose bar and making a 3D animation with real human elements and not just talking to us children. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, you I know think what I'm saying? Like, like, it would have to be a, more, a grown up, which means you're going to lose an entire audience of children. Right. And nobody yeah. ever wants to do that. Right. You know, because, you know, the kids, they're going to buy your toys. They're going to buy your dolls. They, you know, they're yeah, going to ask their damn parents. And, you know, instead of mom and dad, you got mom. Instead of two people going, you got eight people going. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to be ticket sale. But if anybody ever really across that bar, that's when I start put like this. When you have it where they start having real emotions, real storylines, real plots, then we can go somewhere. And there are great movies out there that if they really took the time to do that with, there will be Academy Award winning. Yeah, you almost need 
it's almost like you need kids not to go like yeah. I guess people that have kids find all these movies great but nah, some as somebody that doesn't have kids I'm just I just walk out like it was alright like eh. <laughs> yeah and on top of that when they had come out we never watch them like the first three weekends yeah. I don't have nothing against kids but I don't want to hear Billy crying Susie screaming you know, Susie <laughs> Sharon talk about I gotta pee mommy you know you got the baby in your arm crying the whole time through the movie cause the baby ain't got no damn business sitting there I don't want to deal with that I came to watch a movie not to hear your kids side comedy show yeah I, I'm just I don't think I'm a fan um so we saw that Karen probably, she, she liked it I think mm-hmm. it's probably middle of the road don't you know check it on DVD um we also saw Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire because we're trying to get caught up on Harry Potter movies yeah. before we go see this new one. And we're... I've never seen a Harry Potter movie ever. No, wow, I don't. Really good. Let me, first of all, let me tell you this. Don't ever tell people you're watching Harry Potter movies. <laughs> Why? Because, you know, I, I talked to somebody today, uh, Brandon um, from Where's My 40 Acres. We were playing oh. and we were talking about uh, different stuff. And he's a Joe Budden fan, right? Yeah. And I was like, one of the reasons I don't really listen to Joe Budden that much is because his fucking fans turned me off in the beginning because he got some bitch-ass fans for the most part on the internet. I'm not saying all of them are bitches, but <laughs> there's a contingent of Joe Budden fans that are just hardcore bitch-ass dudes. Like, Did you see the dude on Twitter that cried when he saw Joe Budden in concert? See? See? I didn't even see that. I, I'm not even... Yes. I'm not even saying it because I saw that. That's how bad it is. That there's <laughs> a dozen times that one of his fans has insulted me for something, and I'm and I'm not that dude that walks around calling people lame that I don't listen to. I never diss rappers I don't listen to. If I don't listen to it, I just don't listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you just don't listen. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, like when anyway, the Harry Potter people are like Joe Button fans, but more of them. Yeah. Like I told them I'm watching the movie, and they're like. Man, we really need to read the book. Oh, so now I have a homework assignment because I want to watch a two-hour movie. Hell no. Do you know how big those books are? Those books are like a thousand Yeah. No, I'm not reading. Those books look like dictionaries. Yes, I'm not reading. And surprise, surprise, a book is better than a movie. Has there ever been a movie better than a book in anything ever? Nope. You're not nope. fucking informing me of anything. You haven't notified me of some life-changing event where I'm going to just hit pause on this movie, go pick up a book, and waste four or five days of my life. And reading is overrated. Once you can learn how to do it, the end. What the fuck, man? Yeah, and, I don't... And unless it's something I like, you don't really have to... I'm not reading it out of homework's sake. No. I can see if I was into the shit, but you know how much I'm into Harry Potter? About two and a half hours worth. Yeah. That's how much of Harry Potter I'm into. I'm not into dressing up yeah. and showing up on at midnight to For a book. Yeah, like I, I'm cool with Hogwarts, Hogwarts being whatever the fuck it is on TV. I'm cool. That's the end for me. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm cool with that too. And I know for me personally, man, after school where it was like I get a grade. I don't get no grade for this. I don't get no rewards, no cookies. I don't get overtime. I don't get time and a half for read the damn book. So nothing personal. If I read it, it's out of my personal pleasure. Yes, it. it's not homework. Yes, because yes. like that, because I, I mean, it's certain things in school I couldn't stand, so I'm not gonna read unless I have to. Yeah, like how can you even enjoy it anyway when you're pretty much forced to read it? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it should be yeah out of enjoyment. Like I really am interested in reading this book, not like you know these hoes over here trying to force me to read this book. So I guess I have to read it. Like, yeah, here's oh. what I like reading. Uh, when I read all the Transformers comic books growing up, 
And then they made a movie out of it. You know what I didn't do? Go to the fucking movie and when people came out and said, hey, I like that movie. Oh, you know what? You should go back and read the 10 years of Transformers comic books. You know, watch all the TV series. That way you get caught up and you really see what it's like. No, who gives a fuck? They want to watch a movie. That's, that's what they paid for. That The end. If I was that fucking inspired by Harry Potter, then I would have went. I would have already been reading the books. I, it's, yeah. it's not that inspiring to me. It's just a bunch of fucking magic. I get it. The end. And then and then it's all how you even say things like you know i mean it'd be one thing if they were like oh you know if you liked it you know suggest you know in a, in a nicer way you know like oh well maybe you know you might really like the book because you know you might you'll get some more you know storylines or whatever the case may be not like forcing you to be like oh you need to, you just need to read the book first of all first of all it's gonna make you think the movie isn't as good Exactly. Which is the opposite of what I want. I didn't watch this movie so you could tell me it was shitty. And then the other thing is, I really, really just don't care. Like, it's not a big deal to me. Stop. It's, it's your way of being a passive-aggressive snob. That's all right. you're doing. You're really passively-aggressively saying, I got a better experience out of this because I read. I didn't ask you that. I don't even ask your fucking opinion. There wasn't one question on my Twitter timeline last night of... Hey guys, I really would like to know. It was just me making jokes about Harry Potter. The end. It's not. It's like saying I, I enjoyed Lean on Me. Well, you know what you should do is go meet Joe Clark. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'll, and I'm basically gonna one up all the one uppers that read the book and be like, oh yeah, well, uh, J.K. Rawlings called me every night and told me what she was writing of Harry Potter before she put it in the book. So you should probably do that. It's the only way to top the book. Like, there's no way to fucking win with these people, man. Just let me enjoy the part that I enjoy. And I enjoyed the movie. And you can watch the behind the scenes and the bonus footage and get the other DVD that comes with the DVD. And you can read all the fucking books the day they come out and all that shit. But for me, no. And you know what? It's Harry Potter. It's not like you just told me the autobiography of Malcolm X or some shit that matters. It's a made-up fictional white kid in, like, Europe or some shit. That, that that communicates uh-huh. through magic. It is not that fucking life changing. But for you some people, friends. that is real. That's a scary thing. For some people, that is real life. How Harry you? Potter is real life to them. Listen. Like they incorporate Harriet Potter in their their day to day lifestyle. If now you want to impress, up. you want to impress me. Suggest that I read like a textbook. <laughs> then then I will be impressed by your reading ability. If not, that's just like me suggesting a comic book. It's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it would be different if I was like, man, I was checking out uh, this Harry Potter movie and these motherfuckers can communicate through fire. And then you hit me up with like, oh, have you checked out thermodynamics in modern uh, physiology? <laughs> you should check that out. I've just read that. It's it's great. Like, I would, I would actually respect that because I'd be like, you know what? You're right. I can learn something from that. Only thing I'm learning from reading Harry Potter, which everyone on the planet is fucking reading, is the same shit y'all all know, and I really can give a fuck. I'm not that into it. <laughs> no, you want to impress me? Make a unicorn appear. Then we can have something to talk about. Ah, uh, fuck that, man. Anyway, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, the I enjoyed the movie, but I did. Too. His fans, much like the Button fans, tried to ruin it for me, and that's what I mean by the Button fans. Like I would be like. Yo, man, I'm going to check out Mew Music Volume 1. They're like, oh, no. Check out Volume 2, 3, 4, 5, and 12 because those are the best ones. And don't forget this. And he's like, hey, man, I don't really want to be into Do I got to join like a club to listen to the one Is this a cult? Yeah, is this a cult? 
mean, and the thing is, it's like, you know, if you are a true fan, then you, it's a different, like I said, we just explained, it's a difference, you know, with suggesting, like, oh, if you know, if I hear somebody say, like, for example, you know, if you're a Jay-Z fan, and you'd be like, somebody's like, oh, well, I'm going to check out, you know, Blueprint 2, you know, you can at least suggest, like, oh, right. well, you really might like, you know, Reasonable Doubt, or, you know, um, the Black Album. You suggest it to them. Don't here's, force here's it down their throat. Here's know? what I do. You tell me, hey, all right, here, here you go, here you go. All right, DJ, you tell me you gonna check out Jay Z album. I, I'll be, I'll be me. You be the person that's gonna check it out. You go ahead, let's go. Like, oh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to Blueprint too. Oh, that's cool, about? man. That's cool. Let me think. Let me know what you think about it. <laughs> that's the that's end. end. Yeah, that's the end. Cause you might come back to me and be like, yeah, man, the Blueprint too. That's the best shit ever. And I'll be like, oh, okay, little buddy. You check out some other shit that he did too. Or you might come back and be like, this shit sucks. I don't even like rap. I normally listen to country music. And I'll go, cool, man. Well, then I never have to talk to you about this again. We don't have anything in common. Like, damn. I don't have to force you to like what I like. Yeah, well, make sure you get his book. Because you wrote a book now. You got to get that shit. No, fuck that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> news. Um, Woman ordered to sell home and split proceeds with ex's girlfriend. Oh. Not ex-girlfriend. Ex's girlfriend. Um, there's no missing red, black, and white white sign Deborah Crow has erected on her front lawn. Uh, at eight at eight feet long by four feet wide, it dwarfs one of her real estate one that her real estate agent put up weeks ago. So wait a minute, this first sentence is wrong. It says there's no missing. Oh, I see. There's no missing the red, black, and white sign that Deborah Crow has erected in her front yard. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, at eight feet long, four feet wide. That's a big ass sign. Uh, mm-hmm. It it for it dwarfs the one uh, for her real estate agent put up weeks a few weeks ago. But then again, the Pasadena woman doesn't want to sell her house at all. I am being forced to sell my house of thirty five years because of the girlfriend of my dead ex husband sued me and won. Is this what? justice? Wow. That's what a sign reads. Is this justice? Uh, Crawl, who's 58, says she plan- she has no plans to remove the sign, despite pressure from the trustee-appointed county circuit court to sell the three-bedroom single-family home and split the proceeds with her ex-husband's longtime companion. Can you imagine being the person trying to buy this house? I would not want Like, you had to feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> I just, I'm still floored on the, the ex, her, her dead husband's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Getting half the house. The fuck? The story behind the sign dates back to 1998 when Crawl divorced her husband of 22 years, Robert Crawl. According to the court documents filed last year in the circuit court, the house, and I give the address, is actually built on two lots. When the Crawls divorced, each got a lot. So the husband got a lot. Nine years later, Robert Crawl died of cancer and his girlfriend, Rosie Bell, uh, was appointed as his personal representative by the Orphan's Court for Dorchester County. How can that be? Uh, well, I mean, I they were divorced technically. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe the original part is a little misleading, but it's her house that she's living in by herself, but technically, one lot is his. Oh, oh. And one lot is hers okay. because they got divorced. And so... The house sits on both? Yeah. yeah. So when he got divorced, or when he died, 
his ex-girlfriend became like you know what is executor of his will or whatever they call that mm-hmm. and now she's saying look you gotta sell this house and give me half of the proceeds because this is technically mine now damn but if it sits on two lots though then technically half depending on you know how big the house is and where the line is mm-hmm. really it's just half i can't see why she has to sell a whole house mm-hmm. you see what i mean even though it sounds silly but i mean that's what i'm just thinking like because half of the half of well, I guess. The, the acres of what or whatever the lot or whatever that the house sits on is the woman but is there a practical way to sell half a house you know like that's kind of what you gotta ask there because it's but like then it, yeah and then on the flip side it's like well can you evict somebody off you know out of a house where only half of it is yours yeah exactly uh, and i mean maybe the house isn't really hers i guess per se but it's sitting on her land and it's been sitting on this land for so long. I mean, it's yeah. like if you own the land, then I mean, I guess you kind of own the house too. I, seems kind of complex, but I would think ha- I would think it would make me think that both of them own the the house in a way, because since it right. sits on two pieces of land, she owns part, and then the ex, you know, wife owns the other part. Well, so how do you have you know justice to want to sell the entire house when? In fact, you know, your land only sits on half of the house. Right. And apparently the girl, uh, the the new girlfriend, or the whore, as I like to call her, yeah. uh, <laughs> she, wanted, she wanted the ex-wife to sell the house, so the ex-wife refused. And so then the whore sued for the house, and in September the judge, you know, j- took it to, you know, he agreed to her with, with the wow. girlfriend. And he ruled that the house couldn't be divided between the two women, so she had to sell it. Um, the wife, the ex-wife says it's unfair. Yes, it is. She could just it is. half of the house and stay there. She says, I sat at the funeral and held this woman's hand. She never even lived there. Um, she couldn't be reached for comment yesterday. Cole said her ex-husband promised her that she could stay in the house. Yeah, of course, sure. Um, that's, that's always funny when the yeah, dead guy, of course, he said a bunch of nice shit when he was dying, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, now that he can't confirm it, he he also said not to sue me for anything, and then I could go free. Uh, he told me he would never force me out, and technically he's not. It's the bitch. Um, the ranch home in the Rock Hill Beach neighborhood of Fort Smallwood Road is listed for two hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars. They might not never sell that house, man. Man, they'll be alright. They'll be alright. They get two ninety-seven, man. It's hundred fifty G's. You know, nice. Have a nice life. Um, that's still so fucked up, though. <laughs> I've been asked to offer the house for sale by the court-appointed toilet trustee. Uh, Race Caldwell, an Annapolis lawyer appointed by the court as a trustee, asked Crawl yesterday afternoon to remove the sign. She refused. Uh, I understand that Miss Crawl is upset, Caldwell said, but the court has decided that the house is to be sold so all the owners can get their fair share. Will the sign affect the sale? Of course it will. Um, I think, I think it could go either way. There are some people who will think that getting a bargain think that they're getting a bargain and some people who are not going to want any part at all no like who who walks into that house to buy it you gotta feel like an asshole man. oh yeah <laughs> you, you're walking into war pretty much yes oh my god well anyway we talked about urine a little earlier or mm-hmm. or unhydrating as i like to call it <laughs> husband threatens to throw urine at pregnant wife 
Oh. A man. <laughs> a man faces felony charges after a night of escalating battles with his pregnant wife, according to an arrest report for the Walton County Sheriff's Office. Gary O'Don Newell. That is a terrible name. It is Gary, and then like the middle name O, comma Don, like o, or apostrophe Don, like it's Irish, like O'Don. And then his last name is Newell, N-E-W-E-L-L. Like, what? Who, who made your name, and why did they fuck it up so bad? <laughs> um, he's 42. He was charged with aggravated battery to a victim known to be pregnant. His wife of three years is 15 weeks pregnant. A deputy has sit, <laughs> was sent to that trout drive home at 11, at 1.53 a.m. Nothing good is happening at that wow. time of the day. Hell no. Wow. <laughs> Earlier that night, Newell locked himself in his shed and threatened his wife when she tried to come get him to come out. The woman pried the door open with a hammer and smoked her husband out by blowing cigarette smoke into the skull. <laughs> his pregnant wife. Blowing cigarette smoke. <laughs> wow. Can we just listen? I know a lot of people are not pro, uh, you know, they're anti-abortion, but come on. In this case, just let us have one. There's no way this baby's life turns out to be good. Uh-uh. Um, Jamal's already smoking with the baby in there and fighting with her husband and calling the police. This is gonna be wow. a hell of an upbringing. Um, now they had these issues way before she ever got pregnant. Yeah, exactly. They raising I'm a serial sorry. killer. Um, she got him to let go of her by, oh wait, I'm sorry. The fight escalated after the wife hid all the vehicle keys in her pocket. When Newell exited the shed, he pushed his wife into the woods, held her down, and threatened to throw a bucket of urine on her if she did not return the keys. Why the hell he got a whole bucket of urine in? <laughs> is this just damn farm animals? A bucket? Is he just gonna pee in a, in a bucket and just throw it at her? Yeah, I mean, is this something he pees in every day and just like, oh, I gotta fuck this web girl, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of piss. A bucket? That's a lot of pee. I need to see the size of the bucket before I decide. I mean, maybe it's just a, a shot glass or two. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking a bucket like a mop bucket. Yes, that's all. Like that is a lot of pee. I don't think that that's was a lot of pee. pee. That was dog pee or cow pee or something like that. <laughs> So, oh, uh, like uh, she got him to let go of her by saying she would go get the keys. Newell chased his wife through the home when he realized she had the keys on her. He wrestled her to the ground and ripped off her shirt to retrieve them. Newell's wife ran for help and flagged out a bed with, with no shirt on. Um, the unidentified <laughs> out. Yeah, let them tear his hand, girl. <laughs> the unidentified man said he did not have a phone but would make the call at home. The wife returned home and found Newell sitting in his car with her purse. Uh, when she tried to retrieve it, Newell pushed her to the pavement. Newell said... She went back? What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Whoop that trick. Oh, wow. Newell said he had thrown her belongings into the creek behind their home. She started, she started walking to the creek with the purse, but stopped when he heard his wife on the phone with dispatch. Uh, Newell promised his wife he would not throw the purse in the creek and asked her to tell dispatch not to send anyone. That's not happening. So she down now on they didn't even know niggas on their way. And he tried to act right because she called the cops. He's like, oh, okay. please, right. Suddenly I've, I've come, got my composure back. Oh, baby, I'm sorry, mess. This has gotten way out of control. Mm-mm. It was like uh, Dave Chappelle's Lil John voice when he started talking serious. <laughs> he's like, he's like, <laughs> Suddenly, we have gotten this out of control. There's no need to call it. <laughs> um, 
Oh, hold on. Uh, go ahead, DJ. I'm sorry. That's no, a- I was just saying that I'm just thinging about this child in her yeah. stomach right now. Oh, uh, yeah, this baby is done. Like, when they do the urine test and see the, the check the bu- bucket of urine for a crystal meth, is I guarantee it's in there. Um, wow. While being placed under arrest, Newell requested an ambulance because he said he could not breathe. Once in the hospital, oh, so they got him an ambulance, wow. Uh, he told the staff the deputy manhandled him, dragged him out of his bathroom, kicked oh, him God. into his living room, threw him on the grass, and refused to call for an ambulance. Word. Yeah, right. I don't believe that at all. All of that. <laughs> all that. All of that. Not to mention, I mean, his wife probably had done more than that to him that night. Like, he did worse than that to his wife. A pregnant wife. Yeah. Kicking your wife down into the bushes and on the pavement, and then you like, oh, they manhandled me. I couldn't take it. Uh, let's see. He was complaining to the hospital staff that he could not breathe, but during the whole time at the hospital, he would have he would have enough breath to curse the doctor and myself for inadequate treatment. Wrote the deputy. Uh, Newell requested a cardiologist, but was cleared with good health. Newell said he would sue the WCSO and the doctor for abusing him. Once at the jail, the deputy let Newell out of the patrol car. So how did you like my act? Newell asked him. Your ass is mine. What? Wow. He must have been drunk as shit. Or he must have been high as fuck off of whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, man accused of trying to, well, let's just get to the story. A weightier man said, has been arrested for allegedly trying to run down his ex-girlfriend after she turned down his marriage proposal. Oh. I, 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 now, have you ever been proposed to, Deidre? Yes, I have. Did Did they try to run you over afterwards? <laughs> no, I've not been. No, he that's never happened. It. Huh? He was cool about it. I mean, did you say no or you say yes? Like what? I told him no. This was I was like like eighteen, nineteen. So mm-hmm. naturally, that was just a complete no. We weren't even like together. Boyfriend. It was an ex-boyfriend. Oh, uh, how old was he? He was same age, nineteen. Oh, okay. So it was it was a no, but no, I didn't get you know run over or anything like that. I'm always amazed by how often proposals are given during the worst possible time. Like it is really like we need to break up and see other people, and things ain't going right. You need to get a job, and it's like, baby, I love you. Please marry me. Like what? And that's, that's and the thing is with that marriage proposal, it was. Like, me and him started talking. It wasn't even, you know, we were, like, together. And it was during the summer I was coming back from school. So, you know, we was hanging out and stuff. And, like, his mother died maybe about uh, a month or two before he asked me. And, you know, he got the house and stuff. So I guess that's where his whole mindset it was. Because he was just like, well, you know, I have the house. You know, I have a job. He was just like, you know, I just need a wife. And he was like, he had a ring and everything. He's like, will you marry me? And my dumb ass started laughing. <laughs> I know, 18. You know, I were shit. So I was like, and he was, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm just shocked. So I just started laughing. I was like, it's nothing to you. But, you know, I told him, no. I mean, I, it's it's no way, we, we you know, it would work. Too, man. Yeah, so well, he, you know what? I'm not even worried about it because I went on, I found Karen, and I'm happy. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's crazy though. Um, like, I don't understand, like, I knew a dude that used to always talk about he would ask a chick to marry him. 
And I was like, dude, you barely know this chick that you talking about. Then next week you'd be another chick. But yeah, it's, I don't know, man. Just anyway, so this dude didn't take it that well. Wow, uh, at all. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. uh, official said Francisco Hernandez, who's 22, was spotted walking down the street after the incident carrying a bouquet of flowers. He was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. The incident took place Thursday afternoon at Burger Stop, which is always a nice place to get. If I'm going to, listen, I'm going to propose. I've always said this. Do it at places where they serve burgers. You never propose at the nice restaurants. Mm-mm. You go to Burger Stop and you say, hey, you can get a number three and would you marry me? That's what you say. <laughs> yes, you can have extra cheese. Well, if you say yes. <laughs> no, then no. Then you get the 99 cents. With the smell of bacon in the air. Mm. You can never go wrong. Hopefully diet bacon. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to stay. Don't want to put on too many pounds. Now. I'm, I'm asking to marry you, you know? You gotta, like want you to look nice in your wedding wow. dress. Wow. You don't spend <laughs> Well, this is how Justin proposed. You know, Justin uh, that does the show all the time, he got engaged and he told me, man, he looked at his girl and said, listen, will you marry me? And she said, yeah. So he got out the car, cut the car off said i'm not gonna run you over um let's go ahead and do this thing so you know she had the right answer luckily um <laughs> hernandez's car uh, hernandez's car had the proposal stacy will you marry me written on the back window of his car uh she said no he was a little unhappy with that uh share <laughs> um Hernandez allegedly drove onto the sidewalk through some bushes and into the restaurant parking lot, narrowly missing the woman. Hernandez then Damn. allegedly tried to drive away from the scene with two flat tires. Damn. He was committed. Wow, now, now for those of you that's out there that don't understand, this is crazy. And there was time, <laughs> long period of time. That's why her ass said no. You crazy? I was told crazy couldn't handle rejection because crazy do shit like this and it can't take no funny. But this is what's funny. This is crazy. Well, what's funny is that um, this all started because he told her that she was born. And he was like, listen, See? we need to spice shit up and this is how wow. so for those of you out there, we're trying to educate you on the black apple tips. <laughs> <laughs> Folks are crazy. Say no and when you say no, run. This is the sign that you don't stay. Yeah. Walk away and say no at the same time. You know what? Say Get inside I, the door. Say I'll think about it and see you send them a text. Yeah. Get on <laughs> Facebook. You know, send them a direct message off Twitter. <laughs> uh, or, or, or be sure you have already moved from your current location before you can. <laughs> uh, don't check in the Facebook places when you say no, because no. you might come find your That's ass. right. Uh, it says, let's see. He left the car and ran off, but witnesses pointed out his car to deputies. Deputies were headed to his house in Whittier uh, when uh, he was not very witty at all. No, when he was not when, <laughs> when one helicopter guy, when, a, when our helicopter guy spotted him walking down the street carrying a bouquet of flowers, um, <laughs> deputies provided the unidentified woman with victim assistant information and details on how to follow his training order. Um, wait, that's it? That, yes. Why is this nigga in jail? That's it. This, uh, oh, here's how you. You know what's it. gonna happen? And I mean, I pray this don't happen, but you know, he he's gonna go back. This is yeah. not over. He's gonna go back and hurt this girl. That's you right. know, Lord forbid he killed this girl, and then you know, then the police is gonna be like, oh, well, you know, we should have done you know the necessary precautions. 
Should have been in jail. That's right, and, and I've never, thank God, Roger is not crazy, but I've never had to take a restraining order out. But for people that I've talked to that have had to do restraining orders, they say restraining orders ain't shit until something happens. Yeah. Until something happens. Yeah. And, then, and then they have a, a record showing that he was crazy. But you gotta yeah. be crazy <laughs> on record. If you there's yeah. no record that this person is crazy, they're not gonna take you seriously. Yeah, I don't. I like. I guess you will never understand victims and whatnot, but. It's always weird to me when people are like, this dude beat me for years. I never went to the hospital. And now I have stabbed him in the chest and killed his ass. And my defense is that he beat me. It's like, well, you know there's no proof of this, right? That's right. You kept covering shit up for him. And I'm not saying you lying or you're telling the truth. There's just no way to know. That's right. So for those of you out there, the very first time crazy do anything to you file a report put crazy on record yeah at least make it a facebook status update that's something, something. That, that they even count that as official record nowadays yeah take a picture and put uh-huh. it in your mobile photos and upload that shit to facebook put it on your hard drive something yeah. and don't go back that's the key and don't, make, and, don't and don't tag him to the picture on facebook because <laughs> he will get that email and that's your ass girl um Alright, um, a vanity plate leads police to robbery suspect. A hookset woman was arrested and charged with robbing a pharmacy after a witness jotted down the vanity plate on her car as she left the area. Police said surveillance video at the Rite Aid Pharmacy on Hookset Road in Manchester showed a person wearing a hooded sweatshirt and a ski mask entering a pharmacy uh, Friday morning. Police said the person approached the employee who was stocking candy. And a woman approached her with a hood and a mask and put a metal object to her head and said it was a robbery. Damn. Uh, the employee thought it was a gun. The clerk complied. The video shows the robber taking cash from one of the registers and leaving the store. Police said the robber threatened another employee as she was leaving and got into the car outside. A person in the nearby parking lot noticed something strange was going on. He watched her get into the vehicle and fled the area. He got a plate number, and while he was following this woman, she was throwing items out of her vehicle. Wow. The license plate by the wit- reported by the witness was B Usher. Oh, damn. People in these personalized licenses, you know your ass is fine with that. Nobody else has a license plate like that. Which police said was registered to Bonnie Usher, 43. Oh, damn. She was easy to find. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, the mystery is she was an Usher fan. And yeah, that's confused. She wanted to be like Usher, but no, her fucking name was on her license plate. Of the car, she decided to no. rob the fucking pharmacy. With. People, save your extra $30 a month and get a regular license plate so you can blend in like everybody else. Yo, my mama is not a good name tag. I mean, <laughs> tag because you will be easy to spot. Uh, one of the items thrown from the car was a ski mask that police later recovered. Damn. Um, yeah. Police said they recovered money taken in the robbery but did not find a gun. During the course of our investigation and her subsequent arrest, we determined that the item she had was a painter's knife or a carpenter's knife. So, this bitch going to jail. Oh, and she needs to go because she's an absolute idiot. Um, yes, she is. Speaking of going to jail, this man avoided it. For three weeks, he waited, slumped over the faded sofa in his single-wide mobile home, surrounded by kids and grandkids staring at the portrait of his dead son, Thomas Towers Sr., kept his vigil. And wondered what would the killer write. 
Every day he dragged himself down the dusty path to get the mail. He flipped through the flyers and bills, searching that the small for that small slice of justice. But three weeks had passed since the sentencing, and Towers still hadn't received a postcard. What could they possibly be talking about? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm lost. Towers is 56, but he looks older, broken. His cheeks are sunken. His eyes seem blank. After he lost his boys, his his boy, his beard went gray. He used to work for True Green Lawn Care, but I just can't seem to do nothing now. That's what he said. In the center of the state, in a tiny town called Oxford Towers, uh, Towers and his wife, Victoria, raised three daughters and five sons. Why is it taking so goddamn long to get to the point of the story? Anyway, he tackled, uh, he tackled his big brother. He was going to his parents' house to celebrate their anniversary. He had brought chips and a soda, rented a movie, he called his dad as he set out for the half-hour drive. I'll be there by six. See you soon. So that's his, that's what the son did. Okay. okay. The call came at 8 p.m. Dun, dun, dun. A 19-year-old driving a Honda Civic had lost control and gone off the road. He overcorrected, the state trooper said, and smashed into Thomas Jr.'s car. The impact ejected Thomas Jr. who fell into a field. Oh. By the time we got there, he was gone. Uh, Thomas Jr. was 28 years old. The other driver, Andrew Guadalso, was airlifted to a hospital where he spent four months in a coma. We waited, but the kid was never charged. Six months later, after Guadioso was released from the hospital, Towers drove to the highway patrol station and demanded to see the wreck report. Guadioso hadn't been drinking, the report said, but a blood test showed drugs in his system. In an interview, prosecutor Sarah Jane Olson wouldn't say what the drugs were, but Towers said he was told that they were marijuana. Well, I mean, if it's weed, I mean... I don't, I don't know that. I don't know. Anyway, this kid got high and drove and killed my son. My son, who protected the freedom and fought for our country, died a mile from my home because his son was a soldier. So, oh, okay. So of course this okay. got even worse, you know. Anyway, so the defense attorney, uh, they was like, "Look, don't send this nigga to jail, right?" And uh, he, because he don't want to go to prison, you know, he fucked up, but he's not like a criminal or shit. So they decided that uh, work out a plea deal where. One one time a week, this dude would send a postcard to the the guy's family for fifteen years. What? That's seven hundred and eighty postcards. So that yeah, it was, so instead of going to jail, uh, he has to send postcards. If he doesn't send a postcard, he has to serve the rest of his fifteen years behind bars. So every, you know, if he doesn't, whenever he breaks this agreement, you know, say it's year seven, then eight years he has to go to prison. If he doesn't send a postcard. Yep, one a week. Does it say what the what has to be on the postcard? Oh, uh, let's see. He has to mail a postcard to the victim family via probation every week while on probation. Uh, if he doesn't send one, no, nah, it doesn't say, you know, what he has to do. Um, so no. he pretty much can... Put a smiley face on it and send it off. Yeah, he could, I guess, you know. And the guy said, the the father says, the best punishment is to make the killer pay penance. I need to know that he cares that he killed my kid for 15 years. Wow. Um, Monday afternoon, he was still waiting. He had draped his son's dog tags over the corner of his army portrait because besides it hung his last father and son photo taken right after Thomas Jr. came home from Iraq. Uh, 
Maybe that kid hasn't had to see his probation officer yet. Maybe that's why he, we haven't gotten that postcard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the press his ass to jail because you ain't getting that postcard. He looked at her dad. Uh, she looked at her dad. He seemed so desperate. They're talking about the daughter now. Okay. How dare that guy leave him hanging like this? Uh, Guadioso really that bad? If he wrote a note saying how much he was hurting too, maybe then her dad will have a little peace. Um, so apparently this nigga never sent the postcard. He couldn't. Three weeks in, he's still fucked up, man. Let's see. Wow. Um. Oh wait, hold on. Here we go. Towers. Oh wait, Dad, there is one. Said Dina, handing him a postcard. Treasures of the Sea said, glossy letters surrounded by seashells. Greetings from Florida. Towers cradled the card in both hands, ran his thumb across the slick conks. Andrew Guadioso said, black letters across the back. Mr. and Mrs. Tower, the shaky print said, I'm very sorry. Uh, he read the words over and over, closed his eyes, then read them again. Is that it? He finally asked, flinging down the card. You've got to be kidding me. That's all there is. Um, what did he expect? It's a postcard. I know. It's a postcard. It's a postcard. He sank back into the sofa. Dina watched the soldier slump. His head dropped. Wait, Dad. She said, here's another one. The second postcard was labeled The Legend of the Sand Dollar. Tower studied it, studied it took, the, took, took in the symbolic cross, the hidden dove of peace, and then he turned it over. The card was blank. Of course. They didn't say what his requirement was. First of all, man, why did y'all write all this shit? They're trying to make it, they're trying to build it up, like, you know. Yeah, I don't They want the whole that. emotional, they want the whole emotional, you know, aspect behind it. That's why it's so long, but it's, nobody wants to read it, honestly, if it's like that. Listen, no. this article was longer than the postcards, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. I didn't kill anybody. Why y'all punishing me? I Forget that article. I'm sorry I read it. I apologize everybody had to hear that bullshit. Um, <laughs> this guy went to jail because uh, he posted naked pictures of his ex-girlfriend on Facebook. Oh. Oh. This guy, Joshua Ashby, is in prison right now. Why? Because in what the judge called an irresponsible drunken rage, Josh posted naked pictures of his ex-girlfriend on Facebook after they broke up. Uh, this is why you don't let people take naked pictures of you out there. I know that's the thing for people to send their press and they butt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't listen to Kat. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that, is not, that is not supported by this podcast. I, I, mean, don't disagree. I understand why people do that. Don't get me wrong. But when it gets in the wrong person's hands, it could be an issue. It's definitely a risk, but I'm just saying. I'm not against it. Y'all keep taking I, pr- I appreciate naked pictures. I've seen. I, I appreciate penis pictures, so no, I'm not. Yeah. People are, yeah, I what, support what, that. What, what did I, yeah, I guess if you're very proud of your breasts and your hips, that, that's the goal. Listen, I, listen, I want to get it out of the open. I told you this before, and everybody knows it, but I've seen Deidre's titties before, um, through a picture. I'm a person. Like I'm, I'm totally for this. It's I'm, not, I'm not against this at I all. Mean, if that case, that's fine. But this case, I don't think this girl wanted it. That's, that's the problem I have with. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He fucked. No, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's he's all emotional. Yeah, like it's, it's, that's just fucked up because you know he's all emotional and he just thought you know well this is how I'm gonna get her back. Yeah, he acts like that's, a bitch that's pretty the much. I have with it. It's not the fact that it's out there. It's the fact that he got angry and said mm-hmm. this is my way of getting back at you. Yeah, I agree with that part. I'm just saying in general, people, y'all mistakes are fine with me. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
I don't, I have the option of not letting people take pictures of me. That's my personal responsibility. But if somebody want to put their titties out there and send them in for undress month or some shit, blackouttits at gmail.com. This, I, Karen won't see it then. Let's just skip this story, man. I'm, I, I wanted to finish the story, but damn. You all right, well, look, after Ashby, a 20-year-old New Zealand painter, and his girlfriend of five months broke up, he reacted like any psycho ex-boyfriend would. He cut up her dresses and told the lucky lady that I'm going to kill you and that she was a dead bitch. Uh, question, why does he have her dresses and why is he cutting them up? Maybe they live Yeah, that's really what the answer is. Oh, yep, yep, see, I see another sign of Well, he was, right, he was wearing her dresses, and he was probably going to be like, now I'm going to cut this up and make one out of your skin. You know what I'm saying? See, see, this right here is a prime example of why you don't give crazy, nothing wrong with naked pictures, but crazy naked pictures. You so what he did was he logged on to her Facebook, changed her profile picture to a naked picture he had of her, and made the account public to everyone. Facebook shut down the account in 12 hours, but that's a goddamn eternity in the internet time. Yes, that is. 12 hours? Yeah, that's a long time. That's enough to ruin it, because you know I'm telling you. If I see, if I look on there and I see somebody's shit is changed to naked pictures, I'm DMing everybody. Like, hey, <laughs> check out my status. <laughs> um, so he went to jail, man, because, uh, let's see, Ashby parents described him as intense, aka crazy, and seemed to agree with the four-month prison sentence he received in New Zealand court. So he only got four months for this. Um, yeah, because my thing is at least get my permission so I get copyright to get paid off of it or something. That's the problem. She ain't get time off them pictures. Well, speaking of not getting a dime, this nigga Lamar Odom wants his kids back. Lamar has sparked the baby. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, he did? Yeah, he has sparked the baby mama drama of his own, suing his ex-lover over the two kids he allegedly ignored for years. <gasps> Odom wants to, the judge to make a parental access schedule and set reasonable child support for his daughter, Destiny, who is 12, and his son, LJ, who is 9, who live with their mom, Lisa Morales, in Manhattan. The legal attack stunned Morales, who's 31, and insisted she had to beg Odom to pay attention to their kids. Yeah. She says Lamar basically checked out as a father four years ago. And they, Destiny and LJ, haven't had quality time in a long time. Uh, Odom's November 5th Manhattan Supreme Court petition comes as he and Kardashian 26 publicly gush about the names they pick for their babies and they haven't conceived yet. Uh, they are reportedly about to star in a reality show spun off of the E-series Keeping Up with the Kardashians that will follow them as they try to put a bun in the Kardashians' oven. But the show will not show Chloe's stepmothering skills because Morales won't allow Destiny or LJ on TV. So, uh, let's see. I've always had to be the one to ask him, Lamar, do you want the kids? Uh, the Hooster, who signed a $33 million four-year deal last year, has made frequent trips to New York, but never tried to see his kids, Morales claims. Uh, this whole going to the court, people, my neighbors, I don't want them to think this is, this is the kind of mother I am, that he has to go to court for visitation. It's just really shocking because Lamar knows the truth. Yeah, like, I remember for the longest that woman's been trying to get Lamar to, you know, spend time with them and, you know, at least pay child support. And, you know, he would just, you know, ignore her. So now he married and he want to act brand new now? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. 
absolutely stupid. A lot of times, though, when dudes get married, like, the new wife will tell them to reconnect with their kids. Yes. If she, and I wonder if that's what happened. If she's like, look. But that's, that's sad, though, if the wife has to tell him to do that. It is now, sad. That that's is your sad. child. Those are your kids. You you should want to do that. Not, you know, your wife having to force you to do it. I agree. It's sad. Um, but, yeah, so apparently dude has uh, got to do that. And speaking of NBA, well, like, what, Cam? Go and this also goes to tell you that a deadbeat dad ain't got nothing to do with how much money you got in your pocket. That's yes. right. Yeah, it ain't you about know, being that, broke. That's sad, but a lot of times that's what happens. Like, they get married, that wife was like, hey, you need to take care of your damn kids, you know. I don't want to have kids with you. You leave me. To, like, maybe that's I would look at. You might leave me the same way. That's what a lot of women do, man. And a lot of dudes will step up to the plate, but only after their current person is like, hey, what about your fucking kids? You can't have a kid with me. And you the kind of nigga that leaves his kids. Like, that's fuck that. right. Uh, speaking of NBA relationships, Steve Nash and his wife got a divorce. Wow. Oh. Yeah, or they, they announced that they're going to get a divorce. The timing here is fairly surprising, considering that early Friday morning, the couple welcomed into the world their third child and first son, Mateo. Wow. Mastash. So they had a baby, and the next day they was like, and hey, we're getting divorced. Dang. Yeah, they've been together for nine years, um, but they got married in 2005. I'm very thankful and excited that we have our new son, Mateo Nash, uh, Steve said in a statement to Life and Style. Alejandra and the baby are doing fine, but this is a bittersweet moment for my wife and I after five years. We are now in the process of dissolving our marriage. Uh, while we have lived several, separately for the past several months, we remain firmly committed to raising our children in the most positive, nurturing way. I want only good things for, uh, Ed, I guess her first name is L, A-L-E, uh, going forward. Right now, uh, I'm focused on ensuring that our children understand how much they're loved and adored by all of us. Uh, they continue to adjust to these changes. I would ask that their privacy and ours as a family be respected as we move forward. This will be my only statement on this. So, he did this shit classy. He's like, I ain't talking about this shit no more. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of makes sense because that's the thing about being a superstar and having kids things like that man you know kids taunt and you know it's it's more than just regular people having the issues that yeah. stuff can hit the papers yeah i just like how he kept his shit under wraps though ain't nobody know he's getting divorced and don't nobody know <laughs> yeah talking about it again and he kept it classy no slandering against the other person I you know we just grew apart in the discussion yeah um let's see how not to celebrate the end of your child endangerment case Speaking oh. of children, a North Riverside woman has been charged with endangering her baby boy over the weekend. Chicago police officers say the 27-year-old Jamie Riley drunkenly holding her three-month-old infant son under her arm like a football and struggling with a stroller um, on Harlem Avenue when they arrived at 4.30 p.m. Saturday, according to Chicago Sun's Times, um, Riley... Uh, and why do they keep giving this fucking street address? Yeah, it's no. doing nothing but fucking up this paragraph. Riley told the police she had been drinking vodka. She and her husband were celebrating because the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services had dropped an investigation into her son's safety. Riley is charged with misdemeanor child endangerment, disorderly conduct, and public intoxicating. Intoxication. Uh, paramedics took the baby to McNeil Hospital for a minor injury. So she was holding the baby like a football and drunk, celebrating because they dropped a case about her 
safety of her child. So she thinks they're going to open this case now? Yeah, now that shit, that case is closed. I was psyched. It was a trick. I know. We knew you was going to do some dumb shit. All right, last thing I want to talk about. Uh, And both of y'all might have experienced this before. I don't know. I haven't. But study. Men fake orgasms too. (laughs) Women aren't the only ones who feign pleasure in bed, according to a new study. Men fake orgasms too. In a study of more than 200 college students, 25% of men and half of women reported they acted out an orgasm during sexual activity. The biggest motivation is fake it. Wanting sex to end because without the awkwardness of hurting their partner's feelings. The research is published into in the November issue of the Journal of Sex Research. So, yeah. Mm-mm. Apparently dudes fake them too. That's all I got to say. So, women, y'all can stop acting all high and mighty like you're doing somebody a favor. Because sometimes we just uh, do you the favor. So, I, maybe I'm a little ignorant right now. So, when, you, when a male fakes an orgasm, he's... I, uh, I'm I'm kind of lost. So, is so, he not coming? Is he just gonna be like, I came in the condom, but I really didn't. What you do? See, uh, uh, I mean, I don't mean to be. I know the game is to be sold, not told, or whatever. So, uh, hopefully, we get donations for this episode. So, if you like, I told it. <laughs> what you do, fellas, and I, I'm sure some of y'all already do this. You just take like a little squirt of lotion and you put it in the tip of the condom before you put it on. Oh, and if you got a fake it, you just take it off. You're like, oh, oh, all over the place. It's amazing. And that's the end, you know? <laughs> My thing is that dudes love sex. Why would you fake something like that? Um, Because you don't want to hurt your partner's feelings. You know, maybe you had a long sex. Maybe you had a, uh, you know, well, yeah, pussy could be whack. That is true. Um, But maybe you had a long day. Maybe um, you have a headache. You know, oh, you're not turned on. Maybe it's that time of the month. Maybe she is not even doing foreplay. She just jumps on top of you like a wild animal at three in the morning. You're like, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? You got to walk the dog around the block first. You can't just. <laughs> what am I, a machine? Am I a piece of meat to you? Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> it says, why fake? For men, the most common reason faking it was. The word that the orgasm was unlikely or taking too long or that they wanted the sex to end. Four-fifths of women reported that they faked it in order to avoid negative consequences like hurting their partner's feelings. Half of men reported for the same, uh, reported the same motivation. So, you know, most people are fake, are stopping because they don't want to hurt your feelings. And some people are stopping because they're like, look, this nut is taking too long. I've done too much cocaine tonight. <laughs> and it's not cool enough in here. Yeah, the the priapism is starting. It's been four hours. My erection ain't going down. We need to go to the hospital. So ah, maybe that's the damn Viagra. Yeah, yeah, leave that stuff alone. The perfect exactly. The participants who fake shared a common sexual script. The authors wrote in where which both genders feel pressure to orgasm during intercourse with the woman orgasming first in some cases people are so wedded to this script they pass up the chance to orgasm for real in order to fake orgasm at the right time uh the study found that 20 percent of women pretend to orgasm because their partners seemed about to uh some of the women wrote that they actually could have orgasm but they chose or pretended to orgasm in the right sequence i blame hollywood for that shit before, because yeah, in Hollywood, they always come at the right time. 
It's yes. always so perfect, oh, yeah. They she, always come together. And every, oh, oh, it's the greatest ever. Oh, my God, I love you. Yeah, because men and women are made, we just made very differently. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what? If he does it first, you know what? We got to go for another round if I ain't finished. It's just right. that simple. You know, and, I don't want to hear that, but it's, you know, that's life. And every vagina is different. Yes, so, it is. you know, both, a lot of, you know, you get men that think that, you know, they made this one girl orgasm. Oh, I can do the same thing with the next girl you deal with. And it's, that's definitely not the case. That, that's what I say. A vagina is like a snowflake. Okay. They're precious. <laughs> Each one is different from the other one. They're intricate and they're not all, you know, they're not all the same. Man, some vaginas might smell like fish on a hot summer day. Well, then some you might, might smell be like strawberry. What? Fish <laughs> on a hot summer day. You need to go to the doctor and get that. Yeah, that's a that's acid. Well, maybe that's just somebody's unique vagina. You know, like maybe they smell different than yours. That's all. And you don't judge. No, I, 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 <laughs> maybe that's syphilis. I mean, mm, I would pass that up if I was I, a man. I'm not judging, but mm, 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 that's true. <laughs> No butt cheek odors. We mm, anything like that going on? If you if you lo, if you put like this, a uh, winter summer breeze is what we should be smelling. Anything other than that, you got issues. Well, all I know is sometimes dudes got a fake orgasm too. So let's stop pretending that only women fake orgasms. Okay, we got a high percentage of men apparently that have to fake it sometimes, man. I just hope they don't fake it all the time because some women yeah. fake it all the time. And I wouldn't, and that makes, and yeah, I can see, you know, in certain instances you fake, you know, like you fake an orgasm. But if this is all the time, then what's even the point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because sometimes, I ain't gonna lie, if it's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm looking at the clock like, damn, my ass gotta get up at 6, baby. I'm faking it so we can get this party over so I can yeah. go back to sleep. And that actually turns me on more. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm Big Ben, you know. Oh, I'm Big Ben Roethlisberger. I'm coming to touchdown. No, not, not right, bro. <laughs> like, oh, this, this is how Kobe felt. Men, that's the end. <laughs> I mean, I faked it, a, you know, I faked orgasms a few times. You know, yeah, just for it to be just over, yeah. you know, once. Some, because I mean, it some was, people it act like... Whack. Some people act like they're not gonna be satisfied till the woman comes anyway. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, it's not gonna deep. happen tonight. Like, this, you picked the wrong day. Shit went down at work or something. Yeah. If my mind's not in the game, I'm just trying to help you out. And the dude is just sitting up there with like a power drill. Like, I'm gonna fucking, you're gonna come. I don't give a fuck. It's like, alright, you're gonna, alright then. Oh, I'm coming. Then, please stop. <laughs> stop hopping on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. over. Like, do you feel the wetness? Oh, that's great. You can get off me now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, this, I mean, this has been another great episode. Um, we had a lot of estrogen in the house this week. We had Patrice. Yes. And then we came back with uh, Deidre. So, you know, we're getting women all on the show and stuff. Hey. So. <laughs> Uh, no girl power. Tyler Perry will be proud of this episode. I know <laughs> both of y'all are probably gonna see this. Movie. Um, this has a stamp of his approval. Um, all right, so <laughs> y'all check out Deeper's blog. Uh, it's MissMusicLover.wordpress.com and ZillaSays.com. Check out her work there, man. Um, she, you know she's always down on Twitter to talk about some rap and debate it with you, even if you don't agree. She will talk to you about it. Um, 
And uh, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Riders Prime. I'm Say That Again. That S E D A T. And make sure you call. And you're you're Miss Music Lover, right? All one word, right? Oh, uh, Twitter, yeah. It's yeah. Miss Music Lover. And, All one word. And make sure you call the show seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Leave us a voicemail. And uh, until next time, love you. You too. And if you. Mwah.